Welcome to the Doubled Up Podcast, the weekly podcast talking all things trainers, sneakers, kicks, craps, whatever you call them, wherever you are in the world. I'm Matt and with me as he is every single week is Scott. Scott, how you doing, mate? I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited for this one. This one's been in the works for a long time. This has been, I think this has been in the diary since basically we set this podcast up. So yeah, I am, I am excited for this episode today. Um, you've completely thrown me off because normally when I say, Scott, how you doing, mate? I wait for, I'm good. I'm good. How are you? And like, I've completely, you've completely thrown off my like feng shui here, mate. Like, just Sorry. Can you start, let's start again. The, Scott, how the you doing, enthusiasm. mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Still yeah, fucking well. it up for me, mate. You're still fucking it up for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I, I couldn't agree more, mate. I couldn't agree more. I mean, obviously, when we first came up with the idea of the Doubled Up podcast um, and we were speaking about all the various guests that we want on and all the topics, one of the things that we really wanted to showcase on this episode, or on this podcast, sorry, was our love for uh, ZX. I mean, Scott, we kind of really started speaking because of the fact that we're both uh, fond of the three stripes. So, um I'm very, very excited to get this episode uh, started. But before we do that, Scott, um, I actually have some non-Adidas related uh, stuff to to get off my chest because um, last week we had um, a a fantastic episode with um, an old friend of mine, Aaron. Shout out, Aaron. Thank you again for uh, jumping on the podcast and being a guest. It was very, very cool for me to... uh, uh, get a little bit nostalgic with uh, the podcast and talk about Tom's back at Rucksack uh, Society and things like this. But um, it made me reflect a little bit on all the way back from our first episode, because our very first episode of the podcast, Scott, was a sneaker of the year episode relating to Jordan. And I had a little listen back to the episode, actually. And as we were talking about Jordan, I said, you know what? I used to really, really want to wear Jordan. I realize they're not me. I still like the brand, but I just don't wear them. And um, I've turned into this like anti-Jordan devil man, like where anything Jordan-like, I just trash. Like the minute it's a Jordan one, I'm like, nah, this is shit. So uh, I think this is only apt on episode 23 of all episodes for me to apologize personally to Michael Jordan and say, I will stop being <laughs> the baddie that likes, uh, sorry, dislikes uh, Jordan so much. I'm still not going to wear them, but I'm not just going to start shitting on Jordan for the sake of it being Jordan. <laughs> so I'm just, I've realized I've started like feeding into this anti-Jordan character and it, I realized it last week that I need to chill a little bit because it's getting a bit silly. Yeah, I, I, I've had quite a few messages just saying, Matt's reasoning for hating Jordan is getting more and more bizarre each week. And I'd have to agree. <laughs> Too much glow. I, I just don't like the... I, don't I like tell you the, what. I don't like the details. What? The shoe? Yes, the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to stick with the fact that the Travis Scott 6 does have too much glow in the dark. So I'm not just because I'm saying that I'm going to be nice to Jordan brand. I'm not taking that statement back because there is far too much glow in the dark on that <laughs> shoe. And I still don't like it as much as the original, but I just thought I wanted to get that off my chest because it's been weighing on me all week. But uh, now that I'm feeling lighter and breezier and ready to talk <laughs> Adidas, I think it is time to uh, uh, introduce our guest for the week and get started with this uh, Adidas A to ZX roundup. So, Scott, um, I'm going to keep this week's intro short and sweet um, 
because uh, we, we already know this person. Um, some people say too much of a good thing is bad for you. And to those people, I say you're wrong. Um, he is our first ever two-time guest. Um, you know him as at JLo's on Instagram. We know him as Jay. Jay, come back to the podcast, mate. Welcome back, mate. What's up, boys? How's it going? Fantastic. Now you're here, mate. Brightening up the uh, the surroundings, brightening up the podcast. How's your week been? Um, been great. Started work, hard work, but I've been thinking about this podcast all the week. I'm ready to argue with you boys and let's <laughs> kick it. <laughs> I think this episode could get a bit feisty. It could get a bit feisty. Yeah, especially the fact that uh, Scott's on the whiskey already. If you hear any sort of clicking in the background, it's just... It's Scott getting yeah he's uh we're recording on a Friday so it's double up drinkers club for anyone listening to this obviously it's going to be part Monday past but uh yeah Scott's definitely getting into the spirit of things he's getting a bit of Dutch courage to talk to us about A to ZX but um yeah Jay Jay thanks very much for for joining us we kind of said it earlier one of the one of the things that we really wanted to do we started the podcast midway through the uh, A to ZX series last year. And one of the things that Scott and I really wanted to do as fans of the series is um, when the series was over, uh, have a little bit of a summary and recap of the series uh, because it's been so much fun over the last like almost year, like just focusing on ZX and all of these releases. It's been so cool to see everything. And we thought, hey, who else are we going to get um, on the podcast than the Mr. Miyagi of uh, Adidas. So we had to get you back, mate. We had to get you back. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me. No worries at all. You're always welcome, mate. You're always welcome. But what we're going to do, so just for, for the listeners to uh, give you a little bit of context of what this episode is going to look like, we're completely scrapping our uh, usual um, format. And uh, we're just going to give you all information A to ZX. You could be listening to this episode thinking, I have no idea about Adidas. I have no idea about A to ZX, or you might be an avid fan. And hopefully what we'll do today is give you a little bit of information about the series and talk through some of the things we liked, disliked, give you a bit of information on shoes and uh, just kind of see what goes on. We haven't really got much of a structure here. So this is as much of a surprise for us as it is for you guys listening. <laughs> but uh, we'll start with... Uh, Talking a little bit about the A to ZX history, because for Adidas fans, this is absolutely huge what's been going on. Um, Jay, I'm going to put you straight on the spot, seeing as I've introduced you as the Mr. Miyagi of uh, um, Adidas. Do you mind giving us a little bit of a, a, a history lesson of uh, what the A to ZX series is and what your, I suppose, understanding of, uh, of this amazing series is? Yep, absolutely. So, in 2007, a bunch of retailers around the world uh, were invited by Adidas to create their own shoe along the A to ZX project. Uh, the shoes released in 2008, but first, the, the first thing that's remarkable is finding each a, a boutique that starts with A, B, C, all the way through ZX in the world. And that's Adidas flew everyone out to Germany and everyone kind of created their own shoe. They chose their silhouettes, they chose their colorways, and they sat down with uh, Marcus Thaler and Jacques Chassin to like create their own shoe. And like some of these consisted of uh, Woodwood, Bodega, SNS, and a few other boutiques that are pretty well known. Um, and big names. Yeah, oh, huge pretty names. big names. Yeah, and 
this this one was a little different because Adidas really wanted to give the, the spotlight to creators, people who already have boutiques and who are already like kind of a little bit used to designing stuff compared to this year. Um, and also there was, they included hundred series. So like ZX 450, ZX 800, and this year was only the thousand series. Um, and yeah, this year was a little different because Adidas, instead of taking the same approach as to giving boutique owners this spotlight, they kind of wanted to bring people who don't get a chance to work on shoes, work on shoes. So like yeah. National Park, for example, Haiti, um, and a few other ones. But they also had some people who had boutiques like Overkill and who are already designers like Sean Witherspoon. Um, I think the 2008 one was a, a bigger success because they had the approach of making us the best project they've ever done, having like really personal connections with the people. Um, and I also think that COVID had a big, big like role to play in the 2020 version. I think it could have been a lot better if we didn't have COVID and Adidas would have made like uh, better connections. Yeah. I mean, we're going to be moving into likes and dislikes in just a moment. So I'm going to stop you yeah. there, mate, if that's okay. But I think, yeah, <laughs> really, really good. Summary. The thing that was really interesting with this particular um, series versus the, the last one was like you said, back in 2008, first of all, there weren't as many shoes or there might've been as many shoes, but there weren't as many collaborations. It was rather than the 26 letters of the alphabet, there were 24 shoes as far as I'm aware, or 24 collaborators. They were all consortium um, brands that work with Adidas because the idea is that it was AZX and the ZX was left until the end and they were separate yeah. shoes as far as I'm aware. Whereas obviously this time around, we have had a different shoe relevant to every letter of the alphabet. So we have had shoes relating to Z, even though we're going to talk about the Z a little bit later on. It was a little bit questionable. Um, and uh, <laughs> and the, the X was a little bit random as well with the X-ray. Yeah. But um, it, it, straight away, that draws a, a big contrast. The fact that uh, the first series was all consortium stores. It was all collaborations. And we had yep. that, that only 24 releases versus now. Obviously, it's a combination of we've had, like you said there, we've had um, almost more gimmicks and more themed shoes come out. We've had some collaborations. We've had some inspired releases. Like it's a real combination of more like themed shoes, collaborations and all sorts there so it, you can really separate um the the two series um they're the, the very standalone it's very interesting that you say that you think the 2008 um series was was better i think it's very difficult to to say obviously personally anyways me not being there for the first 2008 series i think one of the things we're gonna i think one of the things that's going to determine which one was best is looking at this reflecting in maybe like five six seven years time when because at the minute a lot of us now as zx collectors are looking back at that amazing 2008 series and thinking oh my god i wish i could get the Goodfoot zx i wish i could have the woodward zx like for me we don't use the word grail that often on this show but that undefeated gatorade orange zx 8000 oh, is like yeah. if i can ever get that shoe that is one that i would 100 percent pay resale for so um I think it's very different uh, to, to kind of compare the, the two. But yeah. uh, we'll, we'll move on to a few things that um, uh, we kind of liked and, and disliked about the, the series. Now, we've had a little bit of an intro to um, kind of the, the history of it. Um, Scott, we'll start with you, seeing as it's just been Jay and I chatting about the history so far. Um, 
talk us through some of the big things that you liked about this series there was so much i mean i think that was one of the things there was so much um and not only that like it was there was something for everyone and i think that was the one big thing like whether you liked minimalistic approaches whether you liked something that was a bit louder whether you had you know just connections like it wasn't even just collaborators from specific say a specific region like you know obviously we've got overkill which is well known in kind of europe and slightly abroad but the fact you've got brands like haiti which are so big in kind of the asian market um and just there was so much like pam 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 you know, such a big yeah. uk exactly such a such a great kind of uk retailer um there's just so much um to offer um, from everything like I said I think there was a shoe for everybody and you know regardless of what people thought of this series in I mean we just said about in kind of reflection of the kind of the original series there was still something for everybody in in this yeah. release um, like I said I think looking back it's one of those where I'm sure the people that were around for the original series probably thought the same. They were like, oh, what is this? What is this? Because it's just one of them in hindsight, when we look back on things, we look back on things with such nostalgia that we immediately like them more than we did now. Um, and I think it's just one of them. And yeah, as a whole, it would be interesting. Cause I think people do look back on that original series and say, this is it, but it's almost like when bands release an album, like their first album is always seen as kind of the best, whether it is or not, it's just always, that's the one. So, um, yeah, I think there was just, there was so much. Um, and it, it did seem, at one point, it did seem to be almost like every couple of weeks there seemed to be a new release coming out. It was nuts. Um, but it was great. And like I say, for people that really loved the silhouettes, um, there were some nice re, um, kind of revivals of silhouettes as well. Like, you know, we had like ZX6000, ZX9000 that we don't see as often as say like the 10 or the 8000. Um, so yeah, there was just it was just a really nice, well done, very varied um, selection, which I think was just ideal, really. Talking about what you said there, Scott, like the the varying of silhouettes. That's one of the things I have down as like a huge like for me. Like we almost touched. There's there's a few, there are a few thousand. Uh, or ZX thousand silhouettes that don't really get touched that much. I mean, the four thousand is a prime example of one that doesn't really get touched all that often, um, and we haven't seen two, three thousands for years. Um, but I really loved the fact that they brought back like the first ever time retroing the ZX one thousand. And yeah. Jay, you might know a little bit more than this, so correct me if I'm wrong. But the ZX six thousand Juventus, my understanding was prior to that juventus 6000 coming out it had never been brought back the only ever time that we'd had a, a zx 6000 was on that og colorway so the original back in the 80s and then the 2019 release and then obviously this release with juventus that my understanding is it hadn't been brought back again actually before the uh before the 2019 release there was one but it was a women's exclusive yeah and it had like the uh this the snakeskin stripes to it yeah but other like, than that pretty sure the next one would have been juventus yeah yeah shoes that don't really get brought back um that were being pulled out of the locker and things like the 7000 like we very rarely see a 7000 mm. yeah um it tends to be nowadays if we get a, if we get a new zx release it tends to be 8000 is the most popular nowadays it's more yeah. than a, a 10,000 we might see the occasional 5,000 there's a few more kind of hyped 5,000s than there are others um with things like mm. uh, undefeated 5,000s and things like this 
but um, but yeah, it's, it, the, the varying uh, varying of silhouettes was absolutely uh, amazing. Jay, what are some of the things that you liked about it? Um, some of the things I liked about this series is, like you guys say, the variety and the fact that Adidas took the time to include people who don't get to work on shoes like that. Yes. I think that was really cool. And um, just through Facebook and Instagram, you see a lot of people, you used to see a lot of people complaining on that. Oh, why don't they just retro the 2008s? And they complained yeah, yeah. about like the new one. I, I didn't really like that, but I really yeah. like how Adidas just incorporated a lot of different companies in this one. It was really cool to see. And it gives a lot of hope for, people in the future you know like maybe it's gonna it might influence nike to also collab with people who don't get the chance to and stuff like that i also really liked the fact that canada got every single one (laughs) that's a that's a nice one uh that's i'm gonna say that's a little bit of a selfish like but a like nonetheless (laughs) but uh, yeah i've I've got to say though like on with regards to like say the people getting collaborations that don't normally get collabs or don't really work on shoes. I saw a lot of people complaining and saying, why are they collaborate with this? It's such a pointless collaboration. No, it's great. Like, yeah, I don't want to be seeing like, yes, you've got some big names. Like say, we've got undefeated, we've got Bape, we've got Sean Wotherspoon, etc. But actually it was the collabs by the brands, like say, like national parks, like Haiti, Pam Pam, all Let these kind of different ones that you don't, yeah, you don't hear that often. Simpsons, the Krusties, like they're all such good collaborations and so solid and they brought something new to the table and it's all very well saying, yeah, we want the big collaborators, but you know, it, it just something new. It's something fresh. It just makes it a bit more exciting. You don't really know what you're getting um, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, say when you get um, like, as soon as everyone said overkill, everyone went, Oh, you know, it's going to be amazing, but you know, yeah, we know it's going to be a good shoe, but I, I'm kind of I'm more excited to see what these like say like what is a TV program going to come up with? What is yeah. a bubble tea brand going to come up with? It's just yeah, it's nice. I don't, I can't understand why there was hate there. To be honest, it was a really good combination of like or a really good balance. Sorry, of like hype, history, and novelty. Like they're the th- they're the three yeah. buzzwords that I've kind of written down. Like hype, history, novelty. Like you had the overkill, the Sean Weatherspoon, the Atmos, the concepts, the bait, undefeated, like those big solid names that I think without those big solid names, this series would have absolutely suffered from. If it was all collaborations like Haiti and National Park, it wouldn't have the same stature that it did um, with those big names. But then again, throwing in the history and the novelty, the fact that we got to see as much as I hate the shoe, the idea of a superstar cross ZX 8000, hmm. like as much as the execution, I think could have been better. Like that's absolutely amazing idea. Like you're taking an iconic shoe and hmm. throwing it on another iconic shoe. Uh, the fact that we had things like football clubs and universities, like it's all so, these are all big names that we've heard of, but you never would have dreamt of putting on a, a ZX. Yeah. Um, and it kept people on the toes, like as well, especially all of the, like the alphabetic grids that we constantly saw flashing up. And like every week there was a new, letter that was announced and all of a sudden it was like oh my god we've got legos then we've got this then we've got that and there was so much speculation of like this letter means this and this letter means that it was like that's all we've been talking about for the last year is just a to zx it's silly like the thing i compared (laughs) it to i was thinking about this the other day because again we hear a lot of people say 
oh, like for people that like ZX, this A to ZX thing is pretty cool, but that's kind of as far as the appreciation is. For any of you listening and you're not a ZX fan, I want you to think of your favorite silhouette. It could be a Jordan one. It could be a Dunk. It could be anything whatsoever. Imagine that company saying, we are going to produce 26 exclusive creative collaborations all in the space of a year on your favorite shoe. Like, it's mind-blowing to... And on top of that, release a chart at the beginning and just yeah. keep you guessing, just yeah. tease you. <laughs> yeah, constantly like dangle the carrot in front of your face and just keep you guessing like for an entire year. Like it's been one of the most exciting things um, uh, that, that I've seen with shoes and, and, and we're, we'll obviously get into a few of the top shoes in a moment. But we've been speaking a lot about likes. It wasn't all perfect um what were some of the things we disliked i'm going to kick things off with this one um and jay you kind of alluded to this earlier covid was a son of a bitch and uh caused (laughs) so many delays like the shoe that i've been waiting for for almost a year got delayed like three times that sean weatherspoon zx 8000 was supposed to come out before christmas then it was february then it was march it finally came out in april but that wasn't the only shoe that got delayed there were so many other shoes that got delayed and i mean i know we can't help it because it's a global pandemic but uh like i said if this was last year if or sorry if this was the year before if this series got released in 2019 like the the execution would have been completely different might not have been better we don't know but those delays really did uh, cause a, a little bit of a nightmare with some of these some of these shoes. Um, Scott, w- what were some of the dislikes for you, mate? Were there anything that uh, was grinding your gears with this series? I mean, like I say, I mean the delays were frustrating. Um, I'm, I can't say that the you know that I can I can blame Adidas because you can't um, you know unfortunately this is not just you know something that's affected them. There's been kind of issues with every brand um so yeah i won't i won't kind of pin that against them i mean some of the shoes were questionable or um (laughs) i think that there was there was i think yeah i I mean that that's exactly it there were some shoes that i mean and we will get to this but i mean yeah i'll I'll leave that for when we get to it because some of them were interesting i mean but we could talk about some I of think... them i mean there were there were some that just made zero sense like i mean oh, yeah, as, much they, as, it... as much as it's a great shoe fuck, what the fuck is yucatan see, all about like see, this, <laughs> right the, the thing is the thing is no I, I was i wasn't even thinking that like i was just thinking that some of the shoes they made were rubbish oh but i thought you meant but, the letters. however however there is that there is the thing that we kind of we <laughs> said i don't know i don't know whether it's a particular kind of bugbear but there were some letters that you were like what the hell have you got yeah. that from yeah, that? Yeah, like uh, um, where, it was where a does bit Q of a reach. Come from? Yeah, yeah, again, it's it's a yes, bit. Yes, Q Qualitat. It's a high snobiety collaboration, but it's called yeah. Q. Like, where the hell did that come from? It, it's it, it's a bit of an odd one. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was probably the the more kind of. It wasn't even like a dislike. It's just a bit of an odd thing that I was just a bit like. It's a head scratcher. It's kind of like yeah. why I don't get it. Why? Yeah, yeah. But, you know what I think yeah, might have no, happened. I mean, this is speculative yeah. for sure, but maybe like when Adidas reached out to the different companies, they reached out maybe to multiple H's such as Haiti and Heisenbaity. Uh, okay. Maybe Haiti got back to Adidas first and secured their spot. 
But then Heisner Baidi answered uh, Adidas, and Adidas is like, oh man, you know, you we, we, no. we kind of need Heisner Baidi. So then they just put it where the yeah. queue is and made a concept around that. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it could be. It, it could be sense. loads of different things. I mean, Jay, what about you, mate? Anything? Any sort of like dislikes or bugbears? Yeah, there's a few things I dislike. Like you know, the attention to detail was good, but it could have been a lot better. Like if you take the 2008 one for example, every pair came with a keychain of yeah the re- represented letter. So like whatever A B C D E, which was such a cool and exclusive. Yep. Thing that a shoe has and the only one that got that was the sean witherspoon with the little plushie yeah but uh, other than that it would have been really cool mm. to to have that and it most of the boxes did come white but i would have liked to see more mm. like was... bigger branding of it being azx yeah uh, like instead of maybe having I the agree. letters just white and barely visible make it a different color representing that shoe you know just yeah, like I, those little things would have yeah. made it a lot better. I tell you what, for me, like the, I'm, I'm the kind of a little bit on the fence of, with that. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry. I, I, I'm a little bit on the fence with that because I like the white boxes because it really, it, it first of all, it all looks clean. Like when you've got them stacked up, like I've got all of my white boxes stacked up and by all means, mm-hmm. I don't have 26 white boxes. But uh, <laughs> when they're stacked up, they look very, very cool. Um, but what I would have wished for is the outside of the box to still be white but the ins, you know how like the Sean Weatherspoon box has like the super yeah. earth pattern on the inside of the box, like something like that, where on the outside they all fit plush. So like yeah, if you had, if you had a, if you had a wall of twenty six, it would just look perfect white. For and sure, then, I meant and just like the, the box out, it would have looked really cool. Yeah, I meant just like color the uh, just the letters like the AZX on the top. Oh, and oh okay, the, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Back, just like make those a different color. That would have that would have been cool. Cool yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, even the labels on some of the boxes, like some of them say like, you know, they say Lego or they say, you know, kind not of all of them do. Mycin. It's only the Lego one exactly, that does that. You know, but then, you know, there's a thing. That, no, no, no. So Lego, Mycin, there's a few that have them, but then yeah. there are also oh. a lot that don't have them. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's a, this is the thing. There's no real consistency with it. But I will say what would have been cool because um, the white boxes, they're all right. But like I said, they are clean. But at the same time, they're they're just a bit unimaginative really um i mean they all feel yeah. part of a pack so they're all the same but what yeah. would have been cool is a bit like what size did with their city series where the outside of the box was all the standard kind of adidas box so they could have had like an all-white box but then it was you were able to turn it inside out which gave you that color oh, yeah so you could have chosen oh, whether you wow. wanted the white or that i know they like it really would have been there. a pull. it would have been like a flip but that that would have been a nice touch because you could have chosen whether you wanted it yeah yeah i mean yeah, that's I, cool it's they're all white but at the same time like if i'm looking in and i just want a quick look as oh what pair am i going to wear today so like, whether let me bend down and, like get in real close so i can actually read what each pair is instead of the actually being just this is what it is um so yeah, yeah i really i really nice like that shout like this a standard blue adidas flip box but then you could reverse it so that and even then like the reverse could either be themed or it could be you know like the colors they had on the alphabet like um the the the, uh kind of each square in the alphabet had like a different theme color like that would have been cool if like the inside was the same color that matched up to the uh the, the alphabet that would have been very cool um 
Only other kind of things. Get me on the team, Adidas. Get there me we the go. Team. Hire, hire <laughs> this man. Hire this man for for the what? I mean, what? It was twelve year twelve years since the last series. So what are we talking now? Yeah. Are we talking like A to ZX version three is going to be in like twenty thirty two. Sign this man up for the twenty thirty two A to ZX. <laughs> we in the diary now. I'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> but, uh, we have I'll no idea. We, we have no idea whether that's happening. I'm just kind of yes, assuming that it took twelve years. Wait, so. Here you go. It's all right. D- double doubled up collaboration in the next one. Oh, oh. yeah. Letter D. We've taken it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if anyone from Ad, if Till's listening right now, shotgun the letter D. Um, <laughs> but the, the only other thing I thought that I didn't really like, there was a few, and again, my pairs were okay, but I know there were a few pairs that were absolutely littered oh, yeah. with QC mm. issues. I mean, funnily enough, Jay, we were literally having this conversation earlier on in the week. You were lucky enough to pick up two pairs of the high snobiety Q and, uh, you were showing us pictures and one of them looks like it was dragged out of a bush backwards. And the other one looks like pristine. Um, yeah, that was weird. That was a weird situation. My, uh, my pair from one of the shops I got on release date, they, the like TPU thing in the front, like the little cage, whatever it was cracked. And that was, that was a big no, no, but, uh, if it didn't get worse, I would have kept them. And then also they felt completely different on feet. Like they were really, really stiff and kind of the, uh, the suede was in like, not that great shape. And then mm-hmm. I ended up returning them. And luckily I had found another pair, which like was raffled, but no one claimed it. So it went on the website in my size. Oh, okay. So instant, nice. instant buy. And that pair came great. I'm wearing them right now, actually. And yeah, I really like Good them. Choice. Yeah. The thing is, it did seem to be on like the same pairs, though, because I know like the National Parks pair, I knew quite a lot of people that had yeah. issues with that. Um, whoever made the shoe got a bit happy with the glue gun. Um, but yeah, it's it's <laughs> one of them where it, it, yeah. it did seem to be on the same pairs because there seemed to be like Sean Motherspoons. I haven't seen anybody no, complain about any same. issues with them at mm-hmm. all. Um, but it did seem to be the same kind of the same release having issues. So whether it was just whatever factory they came from, materials, whatever. Um, and they yeah, are all yeah, they are all similar issues because, like I said, it's the national park. All of the issues were glue related. Like uh, to be fair, Jay, yeah. your, yours is the only one I've seen with the issues of the the queue. So there might be other people out there who have also got funny suede and cracks on the the, the, the kind of plastic plugs. Um, the other one that we've seen as well, lots of pictures of is, and I don't know whether we call it a QC issue or more of just kind of a design of the shoe, um, the overkill ZX 8,500. Like when you wear that shoe, the Mm. toe kind of like indents a little bit, but it happens with like every shoe. I know that has happened on other ZXs, but it seems hundred percent because of the material used. Yeah. Like that, that synthetic kind of whatever it it's is it's not even immense. like a suede because it doesn't feel like a suede it's not furry like a suede it feels like it's yeah. supposed to be roughed out but yeah. um well it represents actual cement yeah exactly like the point of it so it definitely does have that similar texture and yeah i wore mine around the house for like 10 minutes and it already it's already Indented, showing yeah. up yeah it's, just, it's funny it is what it is yeah, it's it's funny that um, it's funny how we've kind of got these standard QC issues. But overall, I think I mean I'm looking at my list right now, and I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight bullet points for likes and three bullet points for dislikes. So I think overall that stands to show that there is way more um, about the uh, this series um, that we like rather than dislike. But uh, I think 
I think if we keep going on about our likes and dislikes, we're going to start stealing the thunder of uh, the next part, uh, <laughs> the next kind of segment. I don't know if it's called a segment. I'm going to call it a segment. Um, but one of the things we wanted to do, it wouldn't be a roundup or it wouldn't be a recap without talking um, in a little bit more detail about some of the shoes that came out as part of this series. But I'm sure anyone listening to this podcast doesn't want to sit here and us talk about 26 different Adidas shoes. <laughs> so uh, uh, what we've done is uh, we're going to talk through um, what we would call the top 13 releases of the series. Um, th- these aren't personal top three releases. Um, what we've tried to do to whittle down the shoes that we just don't feel like is necessary to talk about. Um, Jay amazingly produced basically a little bit of a spreadsheet that graded uh, fairly objectively all of the different ZX shoes um, with loads of different categories in which they were marked against. Uh, what we've done with that is we've been able to find the, the, the top half, the better half of the series. And we're just going to spend a little bit of time talking about some of these shoes, kind of talking about the release information, kind of what we thought was good about it more from an objective standpoint. And then later on, we're going to give our top fives um, personally. So, but Jay, kind of, I suppose, explain to the listeners a little bit more about the process of kind of uh, this um, uh, release and oh, well, not release, sorry, this um, spreadsheet and stuff like that. Yeah. All right. So essentially I created 10 categories and if the shoe acquired one of these categories, I would give them a point for a maximum of 10 points. And so the categories are quick sellout. And for this one, I only considered adidas.ca okay. um, because it's just easy to, for, for me to capture and then community excitement, which was like Instagram. If people were hyped about it, true to size or not, the quality, including uh, QC issues and stuff like that. If this pair had a friends and family event or an extra shoe, uh, the fit for the leather, letter, hidden details or accessories on the shoe, aesthetic, fair price, and the storytelling. So these consist of the 10 categories. And then I just added, and if, if it was like a, one was six and six, they both got put through and yeah. Cool. Perfect. So th- really, that's a, it's, it's a really detailed, this particular spreadsheet, it's like I said, all of the different things you're taking into, rec- into consideration, the release, the size, the comfort, the hype about it, whether it was relevant, like the, because ex- some of these exactly. shoes have amazing accessories. I mean, like I said, as much as I think it's all, it's, it's almost impossible to have an entirely objective view on a release because ultimately um, we were talking about this before as well with being in different areas of the the world, obviously Jay, you being in Canada and us being over here in the UK, there are some shoes that probably sold out much quicker on adidas.ca than over here, but you've done an amazing job of uh, putting together, like I said, something that could objectively tell us what shoes were quote unquote better than others. But um, see, we're just going to go through and basically have a little chat about these and give us some of the details and give you, uh, you the listeners, a little bit more info on some of these releases. So we're just going to take it in turns, talk about a shoe each and keep going until the 13's over. But uh, Scott, I think we're starting with you, mate, aren't we? So what's the first shoe we're, we're kicking off with? We are indeed. So we are going to kick off with a little bit of hype. We are going to kick off with the Bape Undefeated ZX8000 release. I mean... Realistically, it was it was a pretty solid release. We had a ZX8000 in black, um, and there was a green pair as well. The green pair were exclusive um, to the Undefeated and the Bape stores released on their website. 
Um, and I mean, the black pair in particular, I mean, realistically, it's a black, a solid black or a solid green pair of shoes with the classic Bape camo, um, iconic, really. Um, and some very nice kind of goals, details from undefeated. I mean, I know it was an undefeated Bape release. I'd probably say it was more leaning towards Bape because there was much more yeah. evidence of Bape than undefeated. Um, <laughs> it released it, it released at £110. Um it sold out instantly online. Um, I mean, again, this was a COVID thing because originally with COVID, they everywhere got their um, deliveries delayed. So they only released via the Adidas um, app, which was a nightmare. Um, but if you did go in store um, once lockdown in the UK in particular eased up, there were pairs available. So it was one of those where it did sell out, but it kind of also sat at the same time. Yeah, um, it, was, it was a bit of a... It was definitely circumstantial. I think we could, it was the timing. So Jay, obviously for you guys over in Canada, it'd be completely different. But over here, yeah. we went into a second lockdown um, probably about a week before this shoe was meant to release. Uh-huh. So like the Adidas oh. stores in London, like places like Offspring, End, Hannon, all of these places that will probably have some in-store stock. Um, They got deliveries ready for a national release. And then we went into a a second lockdown and it was all non-essential retail shut down. It then, uh, the stores then reopened um, a few weeks later. And um, yeah, Scott, I managed to help you get a pair. I was yeah. I was walking past the, uh, the the Adidas store in Carnaby Street and they were sat there just pretty much a full size run. So I do think that having that lockdown did impact because not a lot of people were traveling. Into, not a lot of people were traveling into central London unnecessarily. Um, but as soon as the Massively, stores did open, yeah. they went quick. Yeah, here too. Yeah, I mean, th- this I mean, this pair, I mean, realistically, it, you know, they were very solid. It was a nice green. Um, there were some people complaining that it wasn't nice a green as they've used on previous collaborations, but personal taste. Black, again, it's an iconic print. It's such an e-wear shoe, uh, and it had the hype of bait behind it. You know, the second you put bait and undefeated on an Adidas shoe, um, people kind of get excited. Um, so, yeah, it was just a solid release all around, really. Yeah, I think, like I said, it, it, it was one of those shoes that and we saw it quite early, didn't we? We saw that like iconic, like Adidas undefeated Bape logo with the kind of camo print. Like we found out that it was going to be that shoe weeks, if not months in advance. And it was just kind of a waiting game. Like when's the Bape going to drop? When's the Bape going to drop? When's mm. the Bape going to drop? And then we finally saw it and everyone just went nuts for it. Like they really built the anticipation up for that um, particular shoe. But yeah, very, very good shoe. Um, like again look at that in a few years time and it's going to be absolutely iconic um jay what's the next shoe mate so the next shoe is the atmos 8 zx8000 the shoe is hideous extremely ugly (laughs) but it is so dope so the toolbox area the where mesh usually would go is actually pony hair which i really wish they did not do that but essentially (laughs) what they did is uh, Atmos took the old chlorophyll colorway that was done in 1998, which released at the same time as the Germany colorway, I think. And that was a huge hit. It's a really sought after colorway. And Atmos brought it back, brought it back to life with some glow in the dark aspect to it. 
essentially like a very lime green with some dark green and then some like golden pony hair spread throughout the shoe which as a whole the shoe looks really cool but i didn't even bother giving it a point for aesthetic because if you show this shoe to anyone <laughs> in the street they're like what on earth are you wearing yeah and like when i wear them outside i kind of have that like inside feeling i'm like oh i hope no one looks at my shoes <laughs> it's, oh, it's you weird, know but... people are looking at your shoes you yeah know. You're, a, exactly. you're a brave man wearing them outside you're <laughs> a brave man they are one of the shoes because they are, they are the, the honey I... monster yeah i was gonna say that <laughs> yeah but they're also when i first saw those they look so you know when something's like so horrifically weird that it becomes great and yeah. I loved that shoe as soon as I saw it. But like I've spoken about this on the podcast, in order for a shoe to make its way into my wardrobe, it needs to get through the girlfriend test. And I didn't even bother showing it to her because like you said there, Jay, if I said, oh, what do you think about this one? She would have thought, oh, what on earth are you doing showing me this shoe? Yep. Um, I think the only people that are really going to appreciate it are ZX fans, really. Um but- or just trainer fans in general, because there are some very outlandish shoes from, I mean, take the Ben and Jerry's Dunk, for oh. example. I mean, the average person isn't going to like that, but sneakerheads absolutely love it. Um, mm. It definitely falls into that category of like only real sneaker enthusiasts are going to enjoy it. Yeah, but my girlfriend hates it, those too. <laughs> yeah. but, it, but it has the Atmos name on it. That is a big thing exactly. as well. It has the Atmos name on it. And the second that name got put on that collab, people were going to go nuts for it regardless. As and simple so, as that. Also, that yep. connection with Atmos, Atmos and ZX. I mean, that's the, the they're known for um, doing collaborations. I mean, obviously, they've got like the, the G-Snake with the kind of aqua colorway with the kind of uh, the animal print on there. This is obviously mm-hmm. the, the G-Snake 3, isn't it? And then the recently, they've yep. done the red and yellow, which is the G-Snake 4. Um, so they've got a series, a theme of shoes that have come through Atmos and ZX 8000. So it's again, it's, it's, it's the perfect tie. Like we said earlier, hype, history and novelty. Like it's that perfect kind of like hype and history and, and novelty all in one shoe. Yeah, exactly. And they were pretty good quality too. They got uh, eight out of 10 points. So they did a good job. Not a bad one. Well, that brings me nicely onto my first shoe. And uh, this is the FL, the ZX 8000 Frozen Lemonade. Um, this is a shoe that um, got most of it. I'm, I'm going to say it got most of its hype due to the aesthetic of the shoe. Like if you look at this shoe, it is a very classic looking ZX. Like I think I mentioned this at the time um, when it came out. I actually originally said on one of the podcasts that this is hands down going to be in the top three of the series. I took it back immediately because my pair had some <laughs> big, my pair had uh, some big QC oh, yeah. issues. In fact, so if, if you look at the, if you, you made at, some massive claims about this oh, shoe, like it was, ridiculous it's a beautiful, claims. Beautiful shoe. It's a beautiful, beautiful shoe. However, like I said, you know, when you've had a bad experience with something and you can't get that bad experience out of your head, like I don't even want to buy a pair of these on the resale market, even though I can probably get them for retail because I can't get the bad QC issue out of my head. Basically, if you look at this shoe, it is themed like, um, uh, but essentially, I mean, it's called Frozen Lemonade. It's not a collaborative shoe. It's themed on Frozen Lemonade. Um, We actually got a little bit of information um, earlier on in the week when um, uh, Till 
um, uh, Adidas actually did an interview uh, about the A to ZX series on uh, the confirmed app. And what he wrote about this shoe as one of his favorite shoes from the series was the ZX 8000 is known for the OG color, uh, is known for the OG colorway um, of the ZX 8000 Aqua. Um, then there's a shoe that we never released nicknamed the Citrus. We took the iconic Citrus and put it into the Aqua and that made lemonade, which I think is absolutely genius. Like combine water and um, lemon and you make lemonade. But um, when you look at this shoe, it's basically it's got kind of like uh, yellow synthetic suede all around the toe box and around the side. It's got hits of green in there for almost like a lime citrusy color. But it's got a lot of kind of like white mesh on there. And my issue with the QC was the uh, the toe area um, was missing some of its yellow color. You've also got yellow around the sock liner. One of the brilliant things about this shoe is the little hidden detail. When you take the insole out, there's basically underneath on the footbed of the shoe, there is a red recipe of how to make frozen lemonade um, little details like on the inside of a tongue in, in the inside of the tongue instead of saying zx8000 like it usually does the zeros were replaced with lemons um, it, it just so many cool little details but it definitely is the fact that it looked like a classic zx shoe which is what made it absolutely fly off shelves um, looking at the the spreadsheet definitely fit true to size um it had all the kind of like i said the hidden details um sold very very quick it retailed very very good as well over here it was uh, 89 pounds 99 i bought my pair from offspring um so 90 pounds which these zx series have kind of ranged a little bit but usually they've sat between mostly 90 to 110 pounds so it was at the lower end um but yeah great great shoe in my opinion other than the qc issue i had yeah, that's extremely well said. <laughs> wow, applaud. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank <laughs> you. For those of you that can't see, I'm definitely I'm making the most of this and taking my bows. But uh, we've all gone round once. Scott, <laughs> over to you. It is over to me. And the next shoe that I have is the Simpsons collab. So the Krusty, um, KR in the alphabet, Krusty ZX10,000 based on the Krusty Burger Um restaurant in the classic cartoon i mean this shoe when people first saw it there was a lot of questions around it um it's got some lovely bold lines really nice embroidery embroidery materials on point you see this shoe and even if you didn't know it was a simpsons collaboration you would have immediately just gone it kind of looks like crusty the clown on the back yes that's exactly it. The, the materials they use, like the kind of felt fur on the back where they've turned the Adidas logo into Krusty's hair. The Even the down to on the ZX10,000, there's some uh, kind of on the upper, there's some dots towards the front um, kind of down the sides. Even those were adjusted to represent the sesame seeds on the Krusty Burger. Um, the, the levels of detail that went into the shoe, absolutely fantastic. Premium materials. Lots of extra um, extras in there as well. So you got the very the nice metal um, crusty burger kind of um, lace jewels and all that type of thing. I think these caught people off guard because they were much better than expected. People thought they were going to be a bit mm-hmm. of a. As soon as they saw it was a Simpsons collab, people thought, "Oh, Not here we go! No. Here we go! This is going to be rubbish." Yeah. They they've been it's been really good, really well received. Um, I think it's it's definitely one of the kind of the definitely when i say it will be one of the it is one of the sleeper picks i think it's one that's gone under the radar um 
Yeah, really good. And the thing is, it set up a, sal- a series of collaborations between yes. Simpsons and Adidas as well. Yeah, true. So following the Krusties, we've had we've had the Squishies come out, um, the Superstar, questionable. Um, we've got the Flaming Moes coming out in a few days' time um, from recording this podcast. They look amazing, but they've also got a better box with that shoe than they do with the HZX Club. Which uh, again, this that goes back to nice. that goes back to the boxes. I mean. I'm going to speak about another shoe in a moment that could have had a much better box. But yeah, I mean, that is one of the bugbears of of obviously the the series. Yeah, but but this shoe is undeniably Simpsons. Uh, Undeniably. It's a a fantastic collab. Again, it's one of those where it's a bit of an unexpected one, but a really welcomed one. Um, In the UK, they sold out pretty much straight away. Um, They only retailed at £100. So that was, you know, a lovely price point for a shoe of that quality. Um, yeah, can't complain. Just a really nice, well done collaboration. And again, we said on a previous podcast, in terms of niche and kind of slightly cheesy um, collaborations, Adidas have smashed it. Killed it. True. Yeah, they did a good job on that one. It's it's one of the pairs that you didn't know that you needed kind of situation. Yeah. 100%. It's a very, yeah. very good shoe. Very, very good shoe. And also talking about UK releases, it was one of, one of the only... ZXs that really got the push from Offspring, and uh, obviously there are lots of yeah. other. There are Weirdly, lots of uh, yeah, exactly. It was very unexpected, and there obviously there are lots of other retailers that have pushed a lot of other shoes a, a, a lot harder. Um, but the fact that if if you look at through the back through the Offspring Instagram, every time there was an A to ZX series shoe coming out, they just did a standard post promo pics coming soon. Whereas if if you live in the UK and you follow Offspring, you know that they are famous for their like cryptic posts and stories and they throw out clues to try and keep you guessing of a shoe. And for like a good few days, there was like daily posts of like cryptic, crusty, burger-esque, like Simpsons related um uh, kind of hints for this shoe coming so they they really tried to drum up a lot of hype for this shoe which shows that they appreciated it but um jay over to you mate for the next one yep up next we have the iraq two colorways zx8000 gore-tex insulated amazing shoe basically iraq brought back their colorways from 2007 and 8 from an eqt cushion 91 to one of their also also one of their favorite silhouettes, the ZX eight thousand. Now, my favorite thing about this shoe is where the tongue is attached to like the medial so and lateral, so you could just slip the shoes on, keep the laces super loose. Don't care about jumping in puddles. They're so easy to wash. The dye does not leak out when you wash them, which is a huge bonus. I know there was a lot of quality control issues. People having their um, like glue stains and stuff like that. And, you know, that's, that's just like standard procedure now. But yeah, this shoe was a little bit on the higher price range, $230 yeah. here, Canadian. But when talking about it with some of my friends, you know, it's a Gore-Tex shoe and it's insulated. It's kind of deserves that price range, even though you would expect a little better quality materials for that. Um, but nonetheless, both colorways have just fantastic wearable colors uh, that you can wear in completely different situations. You have that 
the darker pairs, like the dark purple, burnt orange, black, kind of like Halloween-esque. And then you have the bright colorway, which is like bright red, bright yellow, uh, black, whites. That's like super summery. So you have like the best of both worlds. And they fit pretty true to size, even though they're made a little more uh, like narrow, which is not like good for a lot of people who have uh, wider feet, but generally they fit well. And yeah, this is also one of my favorites, just just because of that like attached tongue. Like I'm a sucker for that. I really like that. It's, these were great shoes. I mean, I'm going to go mm. back to one thing you said about washing it and dyeing it. Um, because of the fact that this is called that black pair, I only have the black pair. I don't have the gray pair. I'm not a huge fan of the gray pair, but the black pair is so amazing that I had to get that one. I did wait until I managed to get a little bit of a discount and a discount code. For some reason, it was retailing at 160 pounds over here. But for some reason, um, SNS had it retail at 139 pounds, managed to get a 25% code off. So I ended up paying like 120 or just kind of just shy of that retail, which wasn't nice. too bad. I mean, now they've actually hit the sales and you can pick them up for less than 100 quid, which anyone listening to this that wants to step into ZX and has no idea which shoe to get, that is the bargain that you should be getting. That is such a good shoe, especially that black pair. But I actually um, wore mine out first day in the rain because I knew with the Gore-Tex it wasn't going to matter. Got them muddy, went through a trek through the forest and uh, came back and washed them. And actually some of the black dye went onto the grey area. So mine actually oh, yeah. o- only subtle, but my oh, the, the side of one of my shoes, the grey is now a little bit black. But it's one of those shoes. I'm, I'm not wearing it because it's perfect. I'm wearing That is literally my winter shoe now. Like when it's raining, I'm like, cool chuck on the Arax and would you wash them in the washing machine I just, no no i didn't wash them in the washing machine i just got a, a shoe brush and like some okay. cleaning so like some jason marks and just scrubbed them that way because they had a bit of to be fair i probably went a little bit over the top and like really scrubbed them and like <laughs> that, that's probably what did it but oh, well. um but that's just I, I'm, not, I'm not very good at cleaning shoes i've destroyed far too many pairs of suede shoes thinking that i can throw water on them so don't take my word for it but it's just a perfect winter <laughs> shoe it's such a such a good winter shoe but yeah yeah, yeah it's a good comfy. it's yeah it's a good shoe i mean if we're if we're grading them as like a pack so the two pairs i think the kind of the brighter as you said jay the black and kind of the red pair is much better than the gray pair in my opinion and i think i'll probably speak for matt in that one as well because yeah. obviously he has the black pair there was also the third pair that came out there was, there was, yeah, the, friends the, family. was all white. the friends and family all white um so good the all white pair that came out nice yeah um again it's one of it's a bit of an odd one though because i know that they're kind of deemed as like say we've all kind of said they're kind of a winter kind of beta shoe almost triple white is not the color for a winter beta shoe (laughs) that being said though the the promo pictures i actually do believe were taken in the snow and i do believe it was supposed to be like almost a snowy shoe how often do we get snow here well Iraq is a New York-based graffiti company. Like they get snow every yeah. fucking year, and it snows I mean, big I'm time. Gra- they're, granted, they're not designing I mean, this. They're not designing the shoe thinking of you in the middle of Gloucestershire or something like that, are they? Like, well, about, they, <laughs> look, I didn't. About... I didn't buy the shoe anyway, but you know, think of the golden snow. Just <laughs> you know, but I, yeah, I, it's one of them. It, it was a nice shoe, and the, the white one, it, it was very nice. Um, the white was super limited were... as well. I think as well. Like, I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like less yeah. than a hundred pairs or something silly I, like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was seventy five. Seventy five pairs. Yeah. Pe- people, people were really big on this shoe. Like people were really big on this collab as a whole. 
Um, there were people that I didn't even think would be that into it were just massive. Like I know um, kind of looking at like, I say bigger platforms than ourselves. if there is such a thing. No, there's no such but thing. But I'm thinking of like complex Brendan Dunn. I know he has all three pairs. He got really, he really loved this shoe. Um, and he, when he was talking about his shoes of the year last year, he had this up yeah. there. Um, so, I mean, that that's a big nod to this collab. Um, definitely a solid, solid yeah. piece. This big, was big the shoe. kind of the shoe that like would reach the kind of consumers who don't follow ZX or Adidas necessarily. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. But uh, that's actually segued me not quite nicely, uh, Jay, into my next shoe, which is L4 Lego. Um, ZX8000 Lego, very, very apt because the fact that we have just seen the release of the brick pack that we spoke about last week is our sleeper pick. Um, you speak to the majority of people that have been buying from this series and this Lego is either in their top five or is their top sneaker of the series. Like this is one of the most loved shoes from the series. Huge amounts of hype, amazing promo videos. I mean, you had Overkill have a huge Lego version of the shoe that they took pictures of in the middle of Berlin. They had a video, a Lego video, like animation of them going to the Adidas headquarters. Over here in the UK in the London store, you had a big, a huge, ZX8000 Lego model in the um, front window of End. Um, just ridiculous. You had like, um, again, a lot of this did come from Overkill, granted, but they were giving away like Lego models so you could build your own ZX8000. I know there was a potential release of like some limited edition gold figurines that never actually got sold on. But mm -hmm. uh, the amount of extras on this shoe are absolutely amazing. The friends and family boxes that were sent out that were actually made of Lego, like the shoe box itself is made of Lego. Um, it, it was it's absolutely silly. Uh, again, from a, a quality standpoint, really, really good quality. Color blocking is nice. The actual shoe itself is predominantly kind of gray and black, but it has classic Lego hits to it. So it has like the yellow midsole for the classic yellow brick. It's got uh, the heel cage is blue. Um, it has uh, different red elements to it. And it's basically got all the classic colors of uh, Lego. Big Lego branding stamped on the, um, uh, the, the tongue tab. Um, but even the silly little details like the lace lock is a Lego brick. There are Lego, yeah. there are Lego studs on the heel cage. Like it, it, silly. You've got loads of different color laces so you can change it, whether it was yellow, green, blue, like there was a different color for every single, um, uh, every single block color. There was different block lace locks. Like it was just one of the most outrageous shoes I have ever seen. Um, but yeah, I think just Lego is so nostalgic for people that everyone, whether you were a Lego fan, a shoe fan, whatever, like this was the shoe that everyone wanted from this series. You're making me want to go on StockX and put a, a low ball bid. Do you not have I, a pair? I do not. I did not what? get this pair. Oh. You do not deserve to be here because of that, my this friend. This is my I'm reason. Joking. What on Restart earth? the episode. Restart the episode. <laughs> yeah, Mark, can Cut you him. guess? Cut him. Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, but I think you guys are going to like the reasoning. And this is the actual reason why I didn't get them. I think it's a dope shoe. They look great. They're cool. But 
I never really liked Lego that much as a whole. God, it, it's just, Stop. it's just, Excuse it's just me? not, it's just not what Get I grew off. up with. You know, I love the Where video. Did you grow up? Were you playing with rocks? <laughs> what were you doing? <laughs> Boy, I was playing. With, I'm a lot younger, so I was playing. Yeah, with, to like, be fair, ben yeah, tens, ben tens, and like Bakugans and stuff like that, Yu-Gi-Oh. But oh, okay, I, you, you I, I wanted. Back. We like uh, we like right, Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay, we liked Yu-Gi-Oh. okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I'll accept the Yu-Gi-Oh. But Jesus Christ, Lego, come on. Scott, mate, and, well, what, uh, what, what we forget is Jay's about one or two years away from the Fortnite era. So uh... I am in the Fortnite era. <laughs> oh, no. It's season oh. one, baby. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, that was that was a lot oh. of fun. But anyways, I wanted like a Lego pair to go to someone who actually really yeah, liked yeah, yeah. Legos. And that makes sense. Just, like, that makes sense. It away from them. But no, I, I completely respect your decision. But yeah, 100%. Go on StockX, put on a low ball bid <laughs> because you will not regret, honestly. This year, I remember I, I wore this. I wore this into central London a few weeks after it came out. And um, I walked past this. Um, he must have been like maybe five, six, seven years old, like real young kids walking with his dad. And I kind of saw in my peripherals, he pulled his dad's arm and pointed at my shoe. And I heard his dad go, yeah, he's got Lego on his shoe. And like, it, it's just, it shows the the generational, like how everyone can just recognize that shoe. Like it's absolutely amazing. But um, I, I think with that, before Scott has a, a heart attack over the fact that you don't, you didn't grow up playing Honestly. with Legos. <laughs> um, Scott, talk about a different shoe. Let's change the subject, mate. Over to you. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> National parks. Let's go with that. <laughs> National Parks, the National Parks collaboration. Uh, I, honestly, I'm struggling here. Yeah, so they did a good, great collaboration with the US National Parks, um, in particular the Joshua Tree. Um, Joshua Tree National Parks. The colours um, were representative of what you would typically see um, when you visited the National, um, the Joshua Tree National Park with kind of very nice kind of purples, oranges, very kind of sunset kind of hues. Beautiful. They use, they use Cordura um, material uppers, really nice, bit of a change up in materials, some very nice details such as like a removable Velcro tongue tag yeah, um, with the National really cool. Parks, kind of the Joshua Tree logo. Um, it's just a beautiful colorway. It retailed here about £100. In the UK, it did actually sit for a little bit um, yeah. and it, it, it kind of sat and people weren't that interested. Um but I think, yeah, the materials used were really good. The details was good. The story behind why they made that shoe, that shoe, um, were fantastic. And like I said, with the Krusties, that shoe was so successful that it's led to more shoes. Yeah, so yeah. we know for a fact that there is at least three more National Park shoes coming out. Um, now, as far as I'm aware, at the moment, I'm pretty sure on the, so in the UK, the Nike on the size launches app on the 22nd, the two pairs of the ZX 8000s are meant to release. Now take that with a pinch of salt, but apparently 22nd of April, they are meant to be releasing on the size launches app. That's is that the, is that the yellow the pair? Because my understanding is so, with, the, with the extra shoes, there's actually they're all different silhouettes. So there's a ZX nine thousand, which is the glacier pair, 
There's a ZX yes. eight. There's a ZX eight thousand, which I forget what it's called, but I'm pretty sure it's like brimstone. It's or like it's like it's like yeah yeah brimstone. It's the it's the orange um, yeah. kind of orange and, then, and beige with the hit of blue. Yeah, and, and then, then we've got a, the ten thousand pair, yeah. which has just been kind of appeared recently. Mm-hmm. That ten thousand is beautiful. Stunning. Yeah, really nice. Um, flat. I mean, they're all really nice, but yeah, a massive sleeper pick for the series. Massive, like hugely underrated by almost everyone. I think. Yeah, yeah they- you already know we're gonna see some like uh, patch switch ups. People are gonna oh, come from, like the back and put yes. like the glaciers. A little patch on the NP and vice versa, and then like the ring. So it's gonna be really cool. I'm excited (laughs) to do that. This shoe, it was a ZX5000, which is very, very niche again. This shoe actually made me realize, um, and I'll go into a little bit more detail a little bit later on, but this shoe made me realize that um, my favorite ZX silhouette is a ZX5000. So this shoe is great just for that reason. But um, Jay, over to you for next one. All right. The next one is the Mycin 10,000. And if you have a microscope, this is the shoe to look with a microscope yeah, yeah. because the attention to detail in the flower pattern is remarkable. It's the kind of thing that you would never expect to see on a shoe. It's just, it, it, I kind of wish that they were almost all hand painted. Uh, I don't even know how that they, would have been did, like, they produced these. Yeah, that would have been super sick. Um, cla- they're made in Germany, which is also a big bonus. All white, great great quality leather um they yeah they're really clean they did fit a bit big i wish i had gotten eight and a half instead of a nine Uh, however i think that's the ten thousand silhouette though the ten thousand silhouette is a bit funny for me like a lot of my ten thousands fit half a size big so i think that's more uh. anyways yeah also what was really cool is the what the one of one porcelain made zx8000 that mice and the Meissen yes. company did themselves, which was hand painted and then auctioned off. It was kind of silly that Till expected it to sell for a million dollars USD, and it only did like what, like 110k. Yeah, it was. I think it was 126 thousand dollars. I think it was. Yeah. it was. It was Something very like low in comparison. I think. I think we said at the time, like it was as much as that shoe might have done it. The way where they released it the the audience that they released it to it wasn't going to hit that it was you know they it was it was auctioned off in america and it's like there might be some but it's not that's not your big zx audience realistically um yeah bit of a bit of a disappointment i guess but well people from here will bid on on that didn't really matter but uh yeah i agree It it should have been more a europe exclusive or something but regardless, yeah, this is a great shoe, great quality, probably maybe above the queue, in my opinion. <laughs> and, <laughs> I was just like waiting to see Scott's face. <laughs> see what he says about it. <laughs> this, this, this one was a bit pricier than usual as well, wasn't it? Like my understanding yeah, it, is that this was about 150 pounds, which is kind of 240, which is oh. the most expensive AZX yeah. out that came out. You got a cheeky little deal on this one, Scott, didn't you? I think this came out around Christmas time, and Hannon were doing like this uh, buy two, get X amount of money off. So you basically got two pairs for the cost of one. Yeah, it was, I can't remember what the deal was. It was something, yeah, it was something like that. It was like if you buy two pairs, you get something sent off. And they, they, I I managed, yeah, I managed to get two pairs. 
I got a pair for me and a pair for my fiance because um, she loved them. And I got two pairs for the price of less than one pair of retail. So wow, playing with that. Um, they did. They did. I mean, they did go in the sale. That later was that on was the thing. No, I think that was it. They no, did Hannon, go cheaper, Hannon did but... a thing. Hannon did a thing where it was like if they they went in the sale first of all. So I think they were like maybe 120 pounds instead of like 150. Mm. So they went in the sale like very, very, yeah, it was something like if you buy two pairs, you get an extra 30% off or something like that. So it was kind of like, mm. it was some sort of discount that somehow you got Counts. two pairs for the price of one, which is an amazing deal on that shoe. Um, mm. Yeah. Fantastic deal. But yeah, um, nice. Yeah. Great. Shoe. This is, great, this is great, the great shoe one of the shoes too where like you see it is branching out to people who don't really get to make shoes yeah and i think they did a good job with this one and it's also one of them that could have had such a sick box there's yeah, so like many opportunities on, yeah like well, it yeah. would be printed but if it was that kind yeah. of like porcelain box it would have looked amazing exactly yeah, yeah. it would have been cool and it's actually i yeah. i never yeah. knew this before this pair but i now i know that toilets are made of porcelain I didn't know that before. Every day is a school day, folks. Every day is a school <laughs> yeah, day. Exactly. But um, with that, I'm going to move on to my next shoe. Oh, dear me. Which is, um, Jay, this is why we brought you back. You're bringing, a, you're bringing loads to this podcast, mate. We're loving it. Um, <laughs> uh, we're going to move on to my next shoe, which is, oh, the ZX 8500 Overkill. I mean, Scott spoke about this earlier. It has huge amounts of hype because of the fact that it's Overkill. Great, great promo. Um, we had not only friends and family pairs, but friends and family boxes with the Overkill pre-launch, which I was lucky enough to get a pair from. Um, one of the biggest things that came from this release is the fact that it is the 8,500, which is a combination of the eight ZX8000, ZX9000, first ever 8,500 release, which is absolutely huge. Again, going back to that history that we said about with the series, um, yeah, overall, we had, like I said, we had a pre-launch, we had a good regular launch, we had apparel that came with it, we had um, uh, limited edition painting by numbers that were sold with certain amount of pairs. Um, we had huge briefcases for friends and family pairs or friends and family boxes like they they thought of this shoe at so many different levels, having a pre a pre-launch box so they, they did a promo video where basically they got the one up graffiti crew to spray paint um all of the pairs sold by overkill and each pair therefore if you put them all together creates this huge graffiti wall um so that's just the pre-launch boxes plus friends and family boxes which were huge briefcases that came with spray cans and things like this plus the friends and family pair that was an all-white pair Granted, the friends and family pair is pretty shit, in my opinion, an all-white shoe. But, <laughs> yep. I, but, but I get why they've done it, because the, the theme of this shoe is graffiti. Overkill started as a graffiti magazine and then ended up <laughs> kind of growing into what it is now as a boutique store. And I can imagine, I mean, I haven't read this anywhere. I'm just making the assumptions, because as soon as I saw it was all white, I thought, now nah, I've had enough of this shoe. But um, you have that the original shoe is very, very colorful. It's got like, it's inspired by 
graffiti paint. It's got fluorescent green on there, fluorescent pink. It's very 90s vibe. It's got gray to represent concrete, loads of additional extras. It's got a shroud that comes with the shoe that is supposed to protect. If you're graffitiing when you're wearing the shoe, the shroud or the overshoe is to stop paint going on your shoe. Um, whereas the friends and family being all white, I can see it almost like a blank canvas. Like obviously if you're a graffiti yeah. artist graffitiing uh, or doing a piece of artwork, you start with a blank canvas. Um, and that's very much what that friends and family pair represent. But yeah, overall fits true to size, good price. I think I managed to get my pair from Overkill for like even delivered. It was like 120 quid delivered, which from Germany to the UK is really, really good. 120 pound delivered. Um, yeah, really, really good quality. The only thing we mentioned was um, obviously the fact that it had a little bit of a funny toe with the, the material. Um, interesting thing about this one, we didn't mention it earlier. We might have mentioned it, but I forgot this actually tied with Bape as the only other shoe that got a perfect 10 score. So using um, the spreadsheet, uh, Bape and Overkill were the only two perfect 10s. So it shows um, how great this shoe was. Yeah, this this one is definitely my favorite out of the whole series. And the quality for the toe box situation is questionable. It's true that it sucks, but it's not something that's going to make you not wear the shoe. No, 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 no. So, and... It's also you see that with like old pairs that get worn a lot. Yeah. So maybe it, it happens with Air Max as like well. Maybe... It happens with a yeah, lot of exactly. old Air Max and things like this. It's just it's just materials and builds of shoes and things like this. Like it's still perfectly yeah. functional. Uh, functional. Sorry, it's just got a bit of a funny for us perfectionists yeah. as sneaker enthusiasts. Some people will look exactly. at that and go, "Oh." But um, Scott, what do you think about this one? Yeah, I mean it's a great shoe. I think. Yeah, out of all of the releases, I think this one is the one that I saw get the most love. Um, whether that be just because of the connection that Adidas fans seem to have with that overkill shop, um, maybe. But yeah, no, I think as a whole, the original release was good. Like I say, it had nice colours, um, nice materials. It was a very well done shoe, especially for a shoe that mm-hmm. has never been released. It is a never before seen silhouette. It's so when we, when we said earlier about them bringing out silhouettes that we don't see very often, they've also brought silhouettes that we've never seen before. Um, That's so true. there, there is yeah a lot to be said for this shoe um, in the series. Yeah. Big love, not particularly kind of one that I was really up for getting but i think i'm probably in the minority in that yeah. in that conversation but the, the level of details on this shoe like i can't even i mean i've spoken about some of the details there with the shrouds and the colors and things like this like honestly you have to look at a pair to really like i look at mine and there are still some details that i miss i won't go over all of them now because we'll be here for yeah. 20 minutes me reading off little True. details on the shoe but it's just <laughs> it's a silly 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 shoe in the best of ways but uh, Scott, what's your next shoe, mate? So we are moving on to, um, I believe this is the one that kicks it all off in the UK. Um, the Retro, the yes. ZX first 1000. Um, the first ever re-release since the late 80s of the ZX 1000 in the OG colorway. So some lovely white suede with a very vibrant blue mesh. There's not really that much to be said about this shoe other than the fact it is classic. It is such a great retro of a shoe. It's just lovely. I mean, it looks brilliant. The suede um, and everything about it is good quality. Yeah, it was £75 retail, which, I mean, you can't argue out um, for the shoe. 
Facts. And it sold out. It sold out immediately. Um, great shoe, fantastic. Um, yeah. That being there's, said, there's li- sorry, Scott. That being said, this was the only shoe that I was actually able to buy on the Adidas app. Every other oh. shoe, uh, every other shoe went so quickly that I couldn't even buy on the Adidas app. But this was the only one that I was able to buy there, which is quite surprising, really. Yeah, I can't even remember where I got my pair. Um, yeah, I mean, great pair. Um, like I say, they did sell out instantly. Everybody was very excited about them. But um, yeah, they were they were one of the easier ones to get. But as I said, this was the one that kind of kicks it all off. So whether this was the beginning of that momentum and as that momentum grew, things got a bit more difficult. People um, weren't awake yet. They weren't they weren't yeah. privy to it yet. I mean, like I said, great, great shoe. Um, I don't know about yep. you two, but I found this one fit a little bit snug um it felt a little bit tighter around the toe area than some of the others so my um kind of um my advice to anyone buying 1000s this isn't just the only pair of 1000s i've had i obviously got shout out to previous guest of the show lorenzo he did my one of one rosewood um dyed zx 1000 and they fit exactly the same it just must be the shape of the 1000 fits a little bit snug around the toe for me so if you're a wider foot it might be worth going half the size up but it's still relatively true i I got my true to size so yeah me too it is it it is it fits tighter but it's it's not uncomfortably tighter. No. Like it's more secure. And I really like this pair too. Um, it's one of the only ones I actually grabbed at the Adidas store, which was fun just to kick off AZX. Oh, that's cool. And bro, the, they're similar to the 4000, but just the cream and the bright blue. Oh Amazing. man, they're great. Yeah. Just and especially so for such, such a low price, like here was 130. The quality is like pretty good. Yeah. Surprisingly. It's, it's really good. Yeah. Um, it also it's, it's that obviously something that's so popular now that aged look like i know it's supposed to look like it did back in the day but it's like it's more of like a cream isn't it and even the midsole's a bit cream and it looks like it looks like it's been taken from the original release back in the 80s mm-hmm. but yeah, exactly. uh, really really good yeah. shoe um jay over to you mate this is your All last right. shoe isn't it Ex- yeah it is so for the final one one of my favorites the ZX 9000 Yucatan Muck, Mocassin. So what Mocassin is, is it's a shoe that was previously worn by indigenous, indigenous people in Canada. Uh, it went from a low class to a very high class shoe, depending on like the materials it was used. But Adidas has been given Mocassin vibes and honoring this type of shoe since a very long time. And actually, if you look at the 2008 AZX project, there's a mock there. Yep. Neighborhood had a ZX 700 boat, which was a new silhouette, which resembled more of a mock silhouette. And it also had the end, like the stitching on the round of the toe box was shaped as an N as well. So the new ones are black with a few shades of black since there's some suede, some leather, a little bit of different materials. Such, such high quality in these. The price point was pretty high, 210. But once you have these in hand, you understand why they were 210. And around the toe box, on one shoe, the stitching is Z. You read Z through the whole thing. And then on the other shoe, it's X stitching. So you put them together, you read ZX from left to right which is such a sick little detail. And the fact that it's a ZX 9000, which is my favorite like upper pattern around the toe box with like a little, the little stripe that goes through. That's, I find that so pretty. And 
this is the pair. This is the pair that I didn't know I needed. I ended up paying a little more than retail for these on StockX, and once I got them, I did not regret it at all, bro. They're just so so good. And for an all black shoe, you really can't go wrong with these. Even the insole is just great leather, a little extra padding too. And yeah, I don't know. It, it didn't fit the letter like a month. Yeah, that's the only, that was the only problem with this can. one. Yeah. Yeah. This was another Q situation where it's kind of like, I feel like they just kind of made it work. Um, this was actually a shoe that has made several appearances on this um, show. I think I put it as a double up pick the week it was coming out. And then we had a couple of delays here in the UK. So the following week, uh, shout out Calf. Um, Calf then put it as his double up when he took over the podcast. So uh, this is definitely a shoe that has been uh, appreciated um, uh, on this show. Uh, yeah, th that's the stitching blew my mind when I realized because when you saw a lot of the promo shots, you only saw one shoe. Um, it wasn't until people actually like pointed that out that you were like, oh my God, one says Z, one says X. That is the most amazing <laughs> detail in the universe. Um, yeah, it took me a while yeah, too. Just, just very, very cool shoe um yeah 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 i mean when we said we were talking about this just before we came on and we said it weirdly the yucatan is the one shoe that we've probably seen the least of in the uk um yeah. whether that's the same kind of elsewhere i'm not sure let us know but yeah in the uk this was the one shoe that it sold out it sold out everywhere you can't find it however there's never any pictures of it it never appears it's just it went and it seemingly just literally went and vanished, never to be seen again. Um, like I said, obviously Jay and, you know, there have been other people that we're in touch with that have said how good the shoe is. The details, the stitching, the ZX, um, fantastic. I mean, it's one of those where when I see a detail like that, I'm like, should, should they kind of make it a big deal because it's such a cool detail and obviously it might sell more pairs? Or do you just keep, Keep hush hush and just let people find yeah. it. I you feel like Adi uh, yeah, I feel like Adidas are really, really good at just keeping things hush hush. Like even things like with the frozen lemonade, like it took leaked accounts to tell us that the frozen lemonade was underneath the midsole. Like they weren't they weren't promo pics showing that there was a recipe underneath the midsole. And even I know mm. this isn't A to ZX, but even looking at things recently like um the uh the um easter zx 10,000 that had the surprise yeah. that had the surprise lace locks underneath the stitched tongue tab mm, the best yeah. i was about genius. to say genius the best thing about that easter it, bunny shoe shush. the best thing about that easter bunny shoe wasn't even the lace locks no it was the facts the insole nobody Reversible. even knew that you could take the insole out and it was reversed it was went from all kind of brown so yeah, this are just odd. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, there are they. I mean, I I know this is an Adidas episode, but like Nike Supreme, the up tempo, um, the up tempo, um, the TNs that they did. They when it had Supreme kind oh, of written in the along the sides that. when it was actually again, it was one of those. Again, it was one of those that nobody said anything about. Until um, it was too late. However, until it was too late, they sold there. out, and then I found really out. Good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good, really nice detail stuff like that, and I, I like it when brands do that. I know this is kind yep. of like say an A to ZX roundup, but there are other brands that do it, and I like it. It's just one of those like from a marketing background, I'm there like kind of want to shout to the hills that this is there because it's really cool, but at the same time, you're like, 
just let's keep it my little secret it's keep like it's secret. like it's reverse nice later it's like reverse psychology it's kind of like you it's, it's amazing marketing mm. but you don't scream about it so therefore it's kind of like marketing yeah. but it's not marketing like you want exactly. to keep it quiet because then if they screamed from the hilltops by the way it has this detail you kind of go oh cool when you it actually it, keeps when, the shoe more relevant when you when you find out yourself you're like oh my god i didn't even realize it it adds yeah, to the hype true. i think it adds to the hype. maybe it's it keeps the fight. shoe more relevant yeah yeah and it could be maybe to fight resellers too because if they found if resellers found out about that up-tempo like the secret supreme maybe that shoe would have sold more and people would have bought it solely for reselling I don't think that would have been an issue for the ZX9000 Yucatan, but sometimes in general, that can be a thing. Yeah, I like that idea, actually. Well, I'm going to move on mm. to um, a shoe that uh, is very, very close to my heart. My final shoe to talk about. We've got one after this with Scott, and that's it, which is the SWZX8000 Sean Weatherspoon. Um, this is a shoe that I have said multiple times in this podcast I had waited for for nearly a year. Um, Sean Weatherspoon teased on his Instagram account back in kind of like May, June 2020 with just a picture of a heel cage, the iconic ZX heel cage mm-hmm. with SW. And you knew that there was going to be a, Z- a Sean Weatherspoon ZX. You didn't know at the time that A to ZX was even a thing. So this was teased before A to ZX was even announced. So it was kind of like, oh my God, we're getting a Sean Weatherspoon ZX. Then A to Z as A to ZX drops, and you're like, right, either S or W, a hundred percent has to be Sean Weatherspoon. It did fall into the W rather than the SW, I do believe. So I think it was W for Weatherspoon because S was superstar. Um, so again, I think probably prime example of Adidas kind of fitting where they could. Um, Actually, I think that's pretty reasonable though, because yeah. if you look at if you name many people such as in sports it's always like yeah they go by their last you wouldn't call it the Sean, like would you yeah that makes sense actually yeah. all right i'll take it back i'll take it back um this shoe was a little bit irritating because it was pushed back several times i said earlier it was meant to come out in december then got pushed back till eventually april um this is obviously a huge name for adidas very controversial because of his uh, statements made um in previous <laughs> years saying that he'd never mess with adidas and then next thing you know he's coming back with an adidas shoe but um, I think it's really, really cool. Uh, again, referring back to that um, interview with Till, um, he referenced uh, the fir- one of the first times that he spoke with Sean and Sean said, I want to make sustainability hype. This shoe is all about sustainability. Um, it's a completely vegan shoe. I can't even dis- uh, start to talk about the upper because there are so many different elements to the upper. Essentially, it's made of yep. loads of almost miscuts of loads of different materials. It's got kind of reds in there. It's a mis- uh, mix mismatched shoe if i can get my words out um but yeah it's, it's amazing Can, comes with like spare paper laces um uh, recycled polyester in there it's just overall it's an incredible incredible shoe another uh shoe that had amazing friends and family packs sent out in advance uh, no matter how many times we shouted on the podcast for sean to send us each a pack unfortunately we didn't get one but um yeah the only problem and it was a huge problem pardon my pun, was the fact that these fit massive. Massive. Um, absolutely huge. Like for me, I always have to, for me, when I buy ZX, when I say true to size, I'm a true to size nine and a half. But if I buy Nike, I'm a nine. So I naturally have to go up half a size every time that I buy Adidas. I could have quite easily fit an eight and a half on these. Like I genuinely yep. could have gone, be- like the smallest I've ever bought of a shoe. Um 
and it caused so many problems like people that wanted to buy pairs that had no idea luckily places like overkill gave warnings in advance saying look buy at least half a size down because um yeah for the majority of people they've had to put in insoles or try and source a second pair or whatever because you buy your regular size and they're massive weirdo scott with his giant feet i think he's the only person i know that's actually got a pair true to size and fits him Oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. So he, I, I, honestly, he, just, he buys I don't size know eleven. Why. I don't know how. Fits. It's weird. I even and just fits. Yeah, I, I, honestly, no questions for that. Yeah. I, I honestly no. I I got an eleven, and I did. Um, good friend of the podcast, Mike Tidy Tie Dye. He got me. He managed to get me a pair of ten and a half slower. And I tried on the elevens, and I was like, actually, these are fine. Um, and I've worn them around, and yeah, absolutely fine. They do. I mean, they they are on the bigger side, but yeah, no, absolutely fine. But um, yeah, gr- yeah, great shoe, um, great shoe. Can't can't fault them what they've done with this um, at all, really. I got a half size down and a full size down, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And the full size down bits um, like equal to my overkill. Yep. I could, like I said, Mark, I've got, I got a half size down. I've got a UK nine and still they're a little bit wide. I mean, you, you, you do what you do. Um, what I've been loving mm. to see here is all of the lace swaps. I mean, Jay, I can't have you on this podcast and not mention the fact that you put in some like amazing, like mm. blue kind of purpley laces and they look absolutely great. Like you're seeing a lot of people put kind of like tan sail laces in there and things like this. And yeah, as much as, as, nice. as much, as much as we don't normally justify the sail lace in everything, I think the sail lace has been, uh, kind of um kind of overdone a little bit but this shoe with the kind of used look and the bit of rough and ready and it's got some browns in there and some off whites anyways that kind of yep. like sail lace just kind of works with it i, I love the paper laces i think oh, the paper yeah? laces are great they're, oh, they're, wow. they're, 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 di- they're different to normal like they they do take a bit of getting used to but I, I enjoy the paper laces they fit the aesthetic well oh dude i hate them so i much. hate the paper laces <laughs> so they're, they're so annoying to tie like they look like they're about to rip when you tie them like it's so I, irritating ugh, i put them in i took them out right away i'm yep. like these are garbage i did exactly the same luckily i bought uh, a pair of like they were not even a tan they're more of a beige lace um to try and match another pair of shoes uh ages ago i took the green out because i think the green's a little bit too bright yeah. put in the paper laces instantly regretted it realized that i had this pair of beige laces whacked that in they look an absolute treat because the beige matches the beige on the shoe so kind of yeah. worked out perfectly there but, uh, but yeah, nice. so, so, great, so, great so, what we're, so what we're hearing is that you two just don't care about the environment. Is that what we're going for now? Aye, 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 no, aye, I, I completely <laughs> care about the environment. That's I the just... reason why this shoe is so good. The fact that it is exactly like Sean said, it's making sustainability hype. You just like, I will he's, say, prodding. he's prodding. Yo, you know what? Paper's worse because he had to fishing. kill trees. Oh, there we go. He had there to kill trees for the paper and he had the green laces which were whatever material that was we could have just made a white I, I will, version of that i will say i will say in terms of like i think the argument in general when it comes to like vegan sustainable shoes is generally is the quality going to be there and if this oh, thing has this if this has proven it, it in terms of quality there. and we've we've mentioned pairs that have had quality control issues and we said before we came on this is a pair that we've seen no issues no on issues at, at all, all. At all, it's yeah, been perfectly. really, really well executed. Really, really good shoe. But I think what we'll do, Scott, is we'll move over to you. You, we both had four shoes. You had five shoes, so you got extra homework this week. But uh, yeah. what's our final shoe, mate? In our top thirteen. 
So our final shoe, I mean, what I'll do before we kind of get into this final shoe, I'll give a quick rundown of all of the collaborations because we've only mentioned the 13. So we have the Atmos collaboration, which we've mentioned. We had a BAPE collaboration, Concepts, Dead Hype, which we haven't mentioned, um, the Evolution, so the Adidas ZX dot, 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 um, the Fresh Lemonade, the Frozen Lemonade, sorry, the Golf, um, Haiti, Iraq collaborations, um, Juventus Football Club collaboration, Simpsons Krusty Burger collab, Lego, Meissen, National Parks, Overkill, Pam Pam, um, London Boutique, the Qualitat High Snobiety, the Retro, um, the 1000 ZX, the Superstar ZX, Torsion inspired um, pair, the University of Miami, the, I'm going to murder this, Vux Leon um, pair, um, <laughs> Sean Motherspoon. Here we go. Um, the Sean Motherspoon, we had the X Ray, um, the Yucatan, and we had the ZX Pump. So in total, we had quite a lot of collaborations, um, but I thought I'd give that a nice yeah. little. Just if anybody wanted to go and have a bit of a research as to some of the other pairs, there we go. Yeah. But the final pair that we are going to talk about today um, is the Q, um, which has been brought up a couple of times. Uh, a lot of hate going on, not appreciating this. And but a we lot have of love. The high... uh, oh, there we go. I mean, there's about to be a lot of love. But yeah, the high snobiety ZX8000 collaboration with Adidas. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a shoe that, I mean, we've said before, is a pair that, me and Matt were not about at all when we first saw it. We didn't think anything of it. Um, I picked it up. Um, one of the UK retailers dropped them early. Just thought, yeah, why not? Let's see what they come come like. Amazing. Um, I mean, the whole idea is that it's driven by quality, hence the Qualitat name, which is why it gets the Q tag. Again, bit of a questionable one, but there we go. I mean, high snobiety, it's a German... Um, is a German-founded um, company um, in 2005. Their style is very minimalistic. Like, while they are a fashion kind of outlet um, in many ways, their aesthetic is very kind of, yeah, pure, very kind of minimalistic, calming, and this shoe fits it perfectly. Um, lots of kind of cream and beige kind of materials, suede, leathers, uh, mesh hits. I mean, in my opinion, really well done. Like Quality-wise, it's definitely up there in terms of the materials used. Um, in terms of construction, like I say, I mean, we already know that Jay had a pair that was not quite all there, um, which, I mean, as far as I'm aware, it's the only pair I've seen. Everybody I know that's had this shoe has absolutely loved them. Um, but yeah, I think the, the colorway is nice. It's very... It's very simplistic. It's very kind of minimal, which fits high snobiety. Um, and yeah, they're just one of those that I think are way better in hand than they are in the pictures. Yeah, for However, sure. They are for a specific market. I think in terms of in terms of ZX lovers, they much prefer something like the Overkill, which is much more brightly coloured. Um, they like that kind of loud in your face. Um, kind of colorway um, but yeah I mean it's it's a solid collab it's a great shoe um, retailed at about 110 pounds here um, which isn't a bad price point and they are still sitting so I mean if you're in the UK and you are after a really nice pair of um, ZX shoes these are there um, you can probably pick them up with a bit of student discount somewhere I'm sure if you can get your hands on that but yeah no solid pair yeah 
solid pair. Indeed. I must say these are the nicest out of all the AZX. They're just so clean with the gum sole. I put the cream laces on too, and they're just they're just wonderful. And they also come with a, like a, a shoe bag, like a carrying bag. But rather than it yeah. being the size of a bag, it's a cape. I'm I was literally. <laughs> Jay is literally wearing this bag as a cape right now. I had to. I had to hold in the laugh because Scott was being ever so serious, talking about how this shoe is uh, so premium, and all of a sudden Jay whips out a shoe bag and puts it on as a cape. It is big. It is a very big shoe bag. It's, it could probably fit yeah. two pairs in there, but, uh, it, but it's, it's a very nice touch. It's a lovely touch. I mean, we yeah, we, we always everyone loves premium. a dust bag. Everyone loves a dust bag. I mean, I will say I did actually manage to see a pair of these in end in hand. And like I said, I, I said to Scott, um, it's well, some of the best suede I've ever felt on a shoe, period. And we are comparing that to like made in England, New Balance. Like it is some of the best premium materials I have seen on a shoe. And like you said there, Scott, like this is sitting around at some places. If you, again, if you don't want the wild colors, give it a try. You won't regret it. It's a great, yeah. um, great, great looking I feel like shoe. The, the subtle coloring speaks to a larger population because, yes. in my opinion, I think it's mostly uh, Germans who really like the bright ZX. I think a lot of other people, especially in North America, like the more toned down situation. Um, but yeah, the, the suede on it is very soft. But I'm excited for one of you to at least get your hands on a, a Soulbox Quescence because that's going to blow you away. The materials used on those, outrageous. I, I would love, I'd really like, uh, we spoke about this the other day, like obviously, Jay, when you got your pair, you gave us a message and said, oh, I've got some QC issues. Yeah. I've got this other pair and mm. it's a very similar looking shoe and um, it does, it is much better on the materials. Um, I straight away went and had a little look at a pair on eBay and there was a pair in my size. I'm on a bit of a ban this month. So people that are met, I have had a few, I've had a few people send me pictures of things like the Flaming Moes and the Casablancas and all of these other shoes that of course I'm going to want to buy. Please stop sending me shoes because I'm kind of crying inside and I'm on a ban this month. My own ban. I haven't been banned. I've decided to ban myself this month um, just, <laughs> just to prove that I can. But uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Scott get a, both pairs in hand and make a judgment seeing as Scott mm. is definitely team Qualitat um firmly True. but uh really really good summary guys hopefully i've realized that we've been going on for a long time there i do believe we've been talking about top 13 shoes for what seems to be almost an hour so thank you very much hopefully you guys listening have learned a thing or two about some of the various different releases and some of the amazing details maybe even you've listened to some of this and thought damn i want to go and buy a zx shoe now but what we're going to do uh really just to kind of summarize the uh, the episode we've spoken there about objective top 13 shoes we're going to be uh doing a little bit of a rundown of our personal top five what we're going to do guys is just start with i mean i don't know if you've put yours in order i've put mine in order so i'm going to start with number five and then we're just going to go around and work our way up to number uh, one. We've already spoken a lot about these shoes anyway, so there's not really much else to talk about other than why we personally like it. But uh, for me, kicking things off, uh, my number five, personal five, um, is the National Park ZX5000 Joshua Tree for all the reasons why Scott said earlier. Um, amazing color palette. Um, amazing collaboration. The um, promo picks for this was absolutely incredible. Uh, really, really fits the uh, fits the theme. 
It's my first pair of ZX 5000. And uh, I know a lot of people look at these ZX and think, aren't they all the same? There are very subtle differences, but there are differences nonetheless. And uh, mm. the 5000 doesn't have a, like the plastic lace loops and things like this. And it hasn't got the same eyelets at the top of the shoe. And I think it just makes for a much cleaner looking shoe. Um, so yeah, because of this shoe, I've realized that that is my favorite shoe or favorite silhouette of all time. Um, so yeah, that's uh, the reason why it's number five for me. But um, Jay, what's Sick. number five for you, mate? Yeah, my number five is also the National Park. Uh, just my favorite detail is the material. I think it's the, it's the first time that this material is used on an Adidas shoe in general, actually. And I didn't know that. Super sturdy. It's just it seems unrippable. And yeah, yeah the the new buck two in the front on the toolbox is like perfect. And the colorway is great. It's yeah, a, a great colorway all around. ZX five thousand is a good one. And the uh the thing I didn't like at first was the little clips there, the little snaps. Yeah. But after a while you get used to it and it just doesn't bother you anymore. But yeah, just a, a great shoe all around. I'm going to have to agree, mate. <laughs> uh, Scott, what's your number five, mate? I don't know if you've put yours in order, but... Uh, I have, yeah, mine are you in have? order. You have, okay. Mean, it, mine were originally, I mean, it, I was quite torn, but unfortunately, I'm going to have to break up this little National Parks love fest here. Um, my number five is actually a pair that we haven't spoken about so far, and that is the mm. Hey T collaboration. Great shoot. Because yeah. that... I, I made a call. I, I was looking back through my Instagram and saw a picture I put up and I said at the time it was the best that had released. And I think at the time I was probably between them and the national parks up there. And in terms of my number five, it was between them and the national parks. But this pair, the second I saw them, um, I, I just wanted them. Um, they were originally rumoured to be limited to 500 pairs. So happy they I'm were. Very thankful that they were. Yeah, that's fact. The materials the fact that it like the gradient from dark to light um to represent the kind of the bubble tea just the even the overlays like the tpu overlays and the kind of the marbling and stuff on it it's just such a well done shoe great really pops for me that is yes yeah, such a great shoe such a great shoe you convinced mm -hmm. me to buy that shoe i was on the fence with it i wasn't too sure and scott said no this is the one because that was one of the three shoes there were three shoes that were mm. that were shown very early on in fact maybe four shoes it might be three or four shoes the ones that were shown very early on retro superstar haiti and potentially atmos i can't remember if atmos was shown very very early yeah, or not last year atmos yeah. and concepts too um, and the, yeah. yeah i remember uh, yeah. seeing the concepts and i was like these and the atmos i was like these are garbage what the fuck are they doing? And then I ended up getting <laughs> very, very quickly. But yeah, we, 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 we saw the Haiti for weeks, if not months before they released. And I remember when yeah. they came out, I was kind of like, meh. And Scott was like, no, you need to buy this shoe, pulled the trigger. And yeah, they were very, very close to my number five as well. Like it was again, a toss up between the national park and the Haiti. So um, very, very good shoe. Moving on to my number four. Then we have the Iraq times ZX 8,000 in the black colorway. Uh, I already said this earlier. I'm not a huge fan of the gray, but that black is absolutely amazing. You can wear it in any weather. I just think nowadays being sneaker enthusiasts, we're constantly thinking about how pristine our shoes are and the fact that it can literally be hailing outside like worst weather you can possibly deal uh, deal with, sorry. And I could comfortably put those ZX8000 on and walk without having to worry, knowing that first of all, they look sick. And second of all, 
a quick yep. brush down and they'll be fine afterwards. Like that it's just it's it's a great feeling being confident that your shoe is going to last any weather condition. So uh big True. big shoe for me. Um Jay, over yep. to you. My next one is the Haiti also. I this okay. is such a sick, sick, sick shoe. Just uh, at first I thought that the cubes in the back were like cheese cubes. But it's actually, like <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could see that. <laughs> it ended up being like the bubbles they use at Haiti, and just the, the little uh, the, the the face on the tongue. I found that really sick too. And my favorite part about them is like the, the gradient color lace. I've mm-hmm. never seen that yeah. before, and yeah. it just, it's it's super clean. They fit really well. They're comfortable. The plastic is really soft, and like nothing bothers you when you're wearing them. And just all around a really nice overlaying colorway with super cool details. Yeah, can't go wrong with those. Love it. Scott, number four for you, mate. Number four, um, a pair that we have spoken about. I have the Lego collaboration as my number four. Yeah, big um, shoe. I mean, it, it's such a solid shoe. Like, it's one of those where it is a bit louder. Um, it's one of those where you can wear and... It, it, it kind of it is a bit of a louder shoe but it's also so toned down enough that you can wear it it's not you know it's not quite as garish and in your face as i think some people think the details and everything are fantastic and it just i mean like I say the fact that you have somebody did ask me at the time when they released like are the like on the heel tab on the um, on the heel cage is it actually like lego branded studs Yes. Yes, it oh, is. Oh, yeah. yeah sorry, like, you can't use it though. It's it's actually yeah, yeah. it's not it's not spaced enough for a Lego brick to fit on yeah, there. I've heard I've heard a lot yeah, of people saying yeah. The Lego sum. But it is it is all literally all of the studs are Lego branded. Like it is yep. the amount of detail and yeah, just the as a whole, it's just such a great shoe. Definitely one that had the most hype behind it. Um, weirdly, because you know it's a lego collab it's not exactly a big designer but yeah no um big big shoe just yeah, well actually i think lego out. might be the biggest company biggest name. that participated. Yeah. yeah biggest name and maybe biggest company that participated oh yeah in like in the azx series yeah and it was a requirement actually yeah. on the part that each little brick said lego yeah and as it should do as it should do well, yeah, gotta get sure. gotta get the most amount of branding as you can in there. Um, mm-hmm. Moving on to my number three, um, this is a, a questionable shoe amongst Scott and I. Um, the reason why it's questionable is because I keep asking Scott the question why he doesn't think this is amazing as I do. Um, the Concepts Times ZX Nine Thousand Boston Marathon again, a shoe that didn't quite make the top thirteen. I saw this shoe, instantly fell in love with it. Wasn't allowed to buy it because it didn't pass the girlfriend test. Um, I managed to catch her at a time where it's she was a dist- tinfoil shoe. Let me finish. Let me finish. Um, yeah, no, I managed to catch her at a time where she was distracted playing, uh, playing Animal Crossing and I showed her saying, can I buy this shoe? Yep, cool. <laughs> Straight away bought it. Um, <laughs> Scott is right. It is basically a tinfoil shoe. The reason why it's made of tinfoil is because there is a rich history of the Boston Marathon and Adidas, uh, Adidas have a Boston Marathon shoe. One of the colorways is blue, silver, um, white and red, which is the predominant colors of this particular shoe. Also, Concepts being a Boston-based store, the Boston Marathon being very um, iconic with Boston, um, and the uh, tin foil is based on the um, foil blankets that uh, uh, runners get given after the um, 
shoe uh, after the shoe what am i about after the race um <laughs> uh, i mean you can't wear the shoe without people staring at you exactly like you said earlier jay with uh the the the, uh, the atmos um but before scott uh says any more horrible things about my shoe um we're gonna move straight on to jay jay what's your number three Shocking. mate yeah, well, the concepts <laughs> just pass kind of, straight over. <laughs> don't don't even let anyone have a comment. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's my my <laughs> okay, top okay, five, perfect, my perfect. shoe, my top five, yeah. my shoe. You can pipe down, my friends. Jay, <laughs> over to you, mate. It was a dope shoe for sure. Um, my top, my third so. is the Y, the Yucatan, the Mark, the Makasan, or whatever you want to call it. It's just the one that took me by surprise. I just fell in love with it instantly. It ticked all of my boxes, comfortable, stylish, with super cool hidden details. Uh, the materials are fantastic. It's definitely up there in my all-time Adidas quality shoes. Uh, there's not much else to say about it other than it's, it is kind of boring, but at the same time, it's exotic. And that's what I really like about it. Oh, I like that. And exotic. also how uh, 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 I think it's pretty important how Adidas like pays homage homage to ind- indigenous culture with like the Makassan shoe. Yeah, uh, that's just really cool. And it Bit has a history lesson in a shoe. Yeah, exactly. And on the middle side, the uh, the middle of the nine thousand is my favorite. It's like just like that the block. diagonal block. Yeah, yeah. Mm, and nice. yeah, great quality, great looking shoe all around. And now I'm passing it to Scott. Right, so I mean, honestly, like I've I've gone. Stop it! My, all right, all right, all right. Stop it! Cook cook a chicken in that shoe. Number three, um, yeah. So I have in my as my third pick, I have the Bape, um, the ZX. Yeah, I mean, I the black pair in particular. I I do like the green pair as well, but for me, the black pair was the one that I was always interested in. Um, yeah, just a, a really. Like I say, classic camo, um, really nice. Um, it's kind of one that stands out, but at the same time, because it is just an all black shoe, it's just, yeah, it's just very nicely done. Um, so for me, yeah, that bait, all the little hidden details again, um, kind of the stash pocket on the tongue and things like that, just take it that little bit up. But yeah, for me, just such a wearable and yeah, just great shoe all around. So yeah. True. Actually, Bape also had the attached tongue. I mm. really like that. Yeah. Yeah, there are some cool little details there with that vape. I will give it that. It's it's not quite my scene, but I I can't deny that it's a it's a good shoe. Uh, moving on to space in it, so of course not. Right, I tell you what, I'm going to keep my mouth shut for when you say your next shoe because, right, I don't like you anymore. We're not friends. You're not coming to my birthday party. Um, <laughs> Not that I'm having a birthday party and my birthday's not until next February, but I'll remember this and you're not coming. Um, (laughs) uh, My number two is the uh, Overkill ZX8500. This was very, very close between number one and number two. The only reason why this is not my number one is because the fact that when you hear my number one, it's a shoe that, spoiler alert, I've wanted for an entire year. So um, yeah, 100%. I think just the, the look of it, that 19s look, the details, the overshoe, like we said about so many fantastic things i'm not going to beat a, a dead horse it's absolutely amazing um and yeah overkill and zx they are literally like peanut butter and jelly like they they can't go wrong so um yeah that's True. why it's my number two um jay over to you mate 
My number two is the Sean Witherspoon ZX8000. This just, I love looking at this shoe. It's my favorite to look at. I really like the uh, the left shoe with the, the wider toe box compared to the right shoe. And I really love the idea behind it. Like uh, everything for the planet, you know, like we have to live free, we got to take care of it. Um, and one aspect about this shoe that I hate, but like at the same time is the thread. The oh, thread, I, I hate it. Straight away. I cut that it off went. instantly too. But the idea which I gave myself behind it, what I think it should represent and what might does is how, you know, the stitching of it is a flower and the the little threads represent like the flower roots, which yeah. digs into the earth, like no matter what. So when you're wearing the shoe, like keep in mind that this shoe sticks to the earth since it's like ecology friendly and how you're as a human rooted to the earth and you must take care of it as much as it takes care of you. I feel like that's what the little thread represents, which is pretty dope. Deep. I mean, Adidas, if you want a marketing team for your next yeah. pairs of shoes, I mean, we've got boxes, <laughs> we've got kind of deep backstories. I mean, we're here, we're waiting. Don't worry. Wow. <laughs> over to you, Scott. You're number two, mate. See, I'm, I'm going to pass straight over to Matt for this one and we'll, we'll I'll explain why in a second. So, Matt, you're number one. Oh, okay. Uh, I it, see what's reasonable, happening here. Reasonable. All right. Okay. So my number one pick is the Sean Weatherspoon ZX8000 Super Earth. I mean, all I'm going to say is I waited a bloody year pretty much for this shoe. And <laughs> um, when I finally got it, it was one of those things like I was smiling like a kid in a candy store. Like it was just silly. Um, great, great shoe. Again, for all the reasons everyone else has said. Um, you can't beat a shoe that you kind of feel responsible when buying. Like it's, 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 it's a shoe with a cause and very rarely mm -hmm. do we get to say it's a shoe with a cause. So, um, that's my number one, um, my number one pick of the series, Sean Weatherspoon ZX8000 Super Earth. Jay, your number one. My number one is the ZX 8500 Overkill. My Our favorite... top list is so similar. It's great. Nice. Like, yeah, it's I think there's great minds think alike. <laughs> yeah my favorite part of this is the medial side with the uh, the 9000 block but it's like it's caged it looks like it's caged yeah. and it represents yeah. how graffiti how people uh, who do graffiti have to climb fences and hop over them so that that panel represents exactly a fence uh, which i find that's such a cool like aspect to put onto a shoe and furthermore it, the fact that it's an 85000 I think I like the 85,000 more than the 9,000 and 8,000 separately. Like out of those three, this well, is the my best favorite. Of both worlds. Because, best of both worlds. Yep, mm. exactly. I like, mm. I love the toolbox uh, design of the 9,000. I love the medial side. And then it keeps pretty much the same lateral side as the 8,000. Uh, and the colorway is sick. It's loud. I like loud things and overkill. It's just, you know, it's overkill, right? So yeah, a lot of love for that shoe. Yeah. Great, great shoe. All right, Scott. Nice. Seeing as you're clearly waiting for this big finale, over to you for the two shoes that you haven't spoken about. Yeah, not really. I mean, to be fair, the only reason is because I, I couldn't separate these shoes, so I have them as a joint first rather than a first and second. And it's because they're completely they're two completely different shoes. So my joint well, first, I one, have... One's a, one's a hype release and the other one looks like a GR shoe. 
Ah, oh, dude, stop. Yeah. So, so you, so you have, yeah. So Matt, Matt, Matt's, Matt has just called himself a hype beast. I'd just like to point out by putting it as his number one. So Matt, the hype beast from now on, we'll call that. But no, my, 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 my joint first is I have the Sean Wotherspoon, um, the ZX8000, but I also have as joint first, I have the Qualitat, I have the Q, the high stability that they, I love both of them for so completely different reasons because the Q is such a minimalistic, plain cream shoe and the Sean Wotherspoon is everything that that shoe isn't in terms of it is loud, it is in your face. It is, it's just the complete opposite, but I love both of them for such completely different reasons. Um, and I hated, I really hated on both of these shoes before I got them in hand. Um, and, you know, we were talking about what our favourite pairs were and I said, you know... While we love the Sean Wotherspoon, as a whole, I think most people are going to like the Overkill more than the Sean Wotherspoon. But once I put these on feet, I was like, no, actually, I, I this pair is phenomenal. Um, you know, I went into different different stores, went into size, and all the all the staff were saying how good it was um, and how much they actually thought that pair was better on feet than it was in pictures. Um, and the quality is just, like I say, it is... It's just such a great shoe, and you know, definitely one of the best of the series. Um, so yeah, I I couldn't I couldn't pick these two apart. We um, you, you and I we, we like to give jabs to one another, obviously about the the, the Tim Foyle concept shoe and uh, the uh, the Qualitat. But uh, the, I mean, the boring but, shoe. Uh, Jay's getting involved now too. <laughs> Love it. But um, I mean, but to be fair. All of these shoes that we've mentioned in this top five, I know there's a lot of repeats, but I mean, however many shoes we've mentioned, all of them are absolutely fantastic shoes. So I will say, Scott, again, I've got some great, uh, great words to say about that quality. It is a fantastic shoe. I, I, I'm, I'm not horrible all yeah. the time, I promise. Yeah, but, I love uh, that. Overall, guys, um, uh, really, really good top fives. Um, we're not going to really spend much on this next segment, but I'm just going to give a quick summary because it wouldn't be the Doubled Up podcast without us uh, us giving our own Double Up, Double Down picks um, for the um, uh, for, for this series. Um, uh, I, w- I won't bother doing the, the usual transition, Scott, so you can cut this bit out if you really want. I think we'll just give our Double, double Up, Double Down picks. But uh, yeah, for anyone listening to this that doesn't know what we mean by Double Up, Double Down, um, every week we look at a shoe normally that's coming out in the next week that we like, aka Double Up, uh, a shoe that we dislike, aka the Double Down, and a shoe that we think is going to fly a little bit under the radar, Sleeper Pick. We've modified it a little bit just to basically give our overall Double Up pick of the series, overall Double Down, overall Sleeper Pick. We've done this as a group collectively and although these might not necessarily be all of our top picks bottom picks sleeper picks etc um, we've collectively said that yes we think overall how these shoes released etc we think these are the top bottom and kind of i suppose sleeper picks of the series so to crown the double up pick of the 2020-21 a to zx series we have the sean weatherspoon zx 8000 super earth the double down of the series um, is the uh, Adidas ZX Pump. I mean, I know a lot of people that love this shoe, but it's not a ZX shoe. So we're not including it in the A to ZX series. I just want to say, we haven't mentioned this shoe, but I'm, I'm saying it now. That thing is shit. Like, Don't. it is <laughs> fucking awful. Don't buy it. Like, it's just, it's a terrible mix of two shoes. Like, there are some good kind of merges and fusions of different shoes this is not it 
Um, yeah, if you want a good summary of the A to ZX and want to look at it in a good light, please ignore this because it does not represent the rest of the series. But uh, and hence why it's a, it's a double down. It's a double down because of that thought right there. And uh, the sleeper pick of the series, one that all of us um, uh, have either put in our top five or, or shoes that we've just been saying is criminally underrated. The National Park ZX5000 Joshua Tree. Um, overall, guys, first of all, thank you for joining me for, for this episode. I mean, Scott's here every single week, but Jay, thanks for uh, for dropping by and chatting with us. And thank you to Pleasure. anyone listening for listening to nearly two hours of us talking about Adidas ZX. This was a little bit of a selfish episode because we love ZX so much. We really wanted to do this episode, but uh, I think overall, amazing. Uh, what we're going to do, because normally when we have our guests, we do a rotation game. I think what we're going to do is uh, we're going to throw uh, the rotation game up on our Instagram story. We've uh, Jay has taken over the rotation game this week, seen as he did the rotation game a couple of weeks ago when he was a guest, and um, he's put together 10 one-on-one, uh, sorry, five one v one battles that we will put up on the instagram like we usually do and uh, see what you guys think about some of these a to zx episodes but uh zx episodes a to zx um shoes but uh with that guys i'm just gonna sign off if that's okay so uh thank you for listening to the double dot podcast remember if you like this episode leave us a five star rating and review and share the podcast with your friends and family Make sure you go and follow at Doubled Up Podcast on Instagram and use hashtag Doubled Up Pod to be featured on the Instagram page. You can find me, Matt, at SWSneakers underscore on Instagram. Scott, tell the listeners where they can find you. You can find me, as always, at underscore sneaker teacher. And Jay, plug away, mate. Where can they find you? You can find me at JLows and at ZX Boys. See you next time, guys. Bye. Peace. See ya.